Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, February 15th. U.S. equity futures are extending their gains. We have S&P futures up about eight points at 16 basis points. Dow futures are up about 80 points or 20 basis points. And then you have Nasdaq futures up about 17 points or 10 basis points. In Europe, your major indices are up about 60 to 70 basis points. Uh, outperformance in autos, industrials, luxury, retail, and real estate. Underperformance in energy, media, banks. Uh, a bunch of earnings out of Europe. Uh, most of them were positive. So some of the bigger ones on the upside, Commerce Bank, uh, Pernod Ricoh, Renault, Saffron, Schneider Electric, Stellantis. All those stocks are higher on their results. Airbus is down modestly following um, its numbers. In Asia, you generally saw gains. The Nikkei rallied 1.2%. Hang Seng rose 40 basis points. Taiwan, which hasn't been open for several days, reopened this morning, jumped 3%. Taiwan Semi surged 8%. Again, it's been closed for several days, so it's kind of just catching up to what the world has done. Um, and mainland China uh, remained closed. Um, so in terms of news flow for this morning, so the economic data had dovish implications. So you had downside GDP reports in the UK and Japan. Both those countries are now technically in recession. You had a soft Australian jobs report as well. Um, and then the most important earnings report out of the U.S. last night was pretty downbeat with Cisco. The quarter itself was fine. They cut guidance again. Uh, commentary on the call was pretty cautious from a macro perspective. Um, you know, they're calling out a variety of different headwinds, one of which is just general macro caution among its customer base. There is an issue of, um, you know, they shipped so many products to their customers over the last few quarters. Those customers are now digesting all that equipment and deploying it. Uh, and then service providers are a particular area of weakness, cable and telecom providers. So, um, you know, I think a few years ago, the Cisco Cisco commentary like that would be a big macro event. You'd see a much larger reaction. I think um, the company's diminished standing within the tech ecosystem helps to insulate the broader market. But its commentary was very notable, not only given its size, uh, it's still a pretty important tech company. Um, you know, not not as important as it was 10 years ago or, or even earlier, but still very notable. It's also the first January end report that we've seen. Um, a lot of other reports out of the U.S. last night, most of them were relatively small, so it's mostly company-specific. Uh, I have details in the piece, but there were a lot of others uh, in the U.S. last night. Um, so that's the broader setup for this morning. On the calendar for today... Uh, another busy morning and evening of results, but again, we're in the tail end of the calendar Q4 season, so it's mostly just very small companies. None, none of them really have macro implications. Um, the January end reports are the ones that are going to be more interesting. So aim at tonight, that's a January end company. Um, and then just quickly looking into next week, you have a Home Depot, Walmart, Tuesday morning, uh, and then NVIDIA will be the big one Wednesday night, and along with others as well. But the January end reports are the ones that I think are going to be really interesting. Um, on the inflation front today, U.S. import export prices for January. You also get retail sales for January at 8.30. And then you also get the Philadelphia and Fed reports for February at 8.30. So a lot of economic data in the U.S. at 8.30. Um, some important events coming up today uh, regarding Trump and the November election. Um, regarding uh, both the New York and Georgia, two separate hearings. Uh, those are all of the major highlights and themes for today. Uh, you know, I think just a broader setup for the market. Again, you kind of have these pillars of the rally that have been in place since November, disinflation, healthy growth, the monetary pivot, resilient earnings. They're all still there. 
Um, you know, the S and P at five thousand is not nearly as compelling as it was five or six hundred points ago. So, um, you know, your upside from here is not as as robust as it was. But um, you know, those upside drivers are kind of still all in place. Um, you know, you see reactions like you saw on Tuesday with the CPI. You know, I I think I wouldn't necessarily extrapolate what the market does on a day to day basis to kind of what's happening you know, in underlying fundamentals. Um, and then again, just as you go through this earnings season, you continue to hear from companies, examples, anecdotes about how you are seeing ongoing disinflation. Uh, I've, I've written a lot about this over the last few days, so it's all throughout the pieces. But, um, you know, I think despite kind of the knee jerk reaction to that CPI, you are still in a disinflationary environment you know, will justify Fed easing in the first half of this year. Plus, you're also getting the quantitative tightening slowdown, which is important as well. So that's everything for today, Thursday, February 15th. Thank you everyone for listening.